0: Let me bang, I bang. do let you I bang. bang. Hey, hey, let me bang,
1: bang. Hey, let me bang. bang. Hey, 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 you, Jesus man. I bang. Bang. I'll let you bang. Hey, I let you be bang. Greetings, Marys and Virgins. Go for Jesus, not for gay people. And I'm not surprised, motherfuckers.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is time
2: once again. For your favorite mixed martial arts podcast. Recording out of Los Angeles, California. It's
0: MMA roasted with Adam Hunter.
1: Who the fuck is that guy? Oh my god, dude, this has been one of the hardest weeks I've had in a in a long time. Really? Player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this this week was like all right so i did a cruise ship last week right I, I leave on saturday night at like midnight and it was great because i got to watch all the fights there was like a hundred fights going on and yeah. and then i left at midnight i had a layover in texas and i don't know like like a five hour layover i know i was like a five hour flight get off in houston fly to new orleans Get on a cruise ship, and then I had an no audition that came in for a Verizon commercial. But the audition was for a comedian who's late for a gig, right? So I'm just like, and then he starts doing. He's and then he's, he he like starts doing the show from the car, right? Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck it, I'll just do it on my way, right? So now I'm like on the airplane doing the audition. I'm doing a baggage claim. Great. So I, I get off, and normally when I when I work on the cruises, no matter where you are, they'll like, they'll be like. You just get to wherever you go, and then you have to find the port somehow. Like, they always say there's people going to be waiting for you. They're never waiting for you. You're like, okay, <laughs> you know, you all of a sudden you're like Magellan. You're in the middle of Honduras trying to tell the cab driver to take you to where the ocean is. And, and then they'll reimburse you for the money, but it's just it, – it's a well, this – for some reason – I get off the flight and I get like nine calls saying like the driver's there. The driver's waiting for you. Driver needs you there. The driver. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, like that never happened. So then I'm like, OK, so I go. The guy's like, Adam, Adam. This guy's flagging me down. So that I go. I see my luggage. I grab my luggage. And then I'm still doing the audition. Like I'm in the I'm in his car, his town car audition. I get on the flight. show's not till. 11.30 at night, it's 8 in the morning, 9 in the morning, I'll just take a nap and then I'll, you know, because I, I didn't sleep at all. Yeah, I took a sleeping pill to get off for of the flight, you know. Like, so oh, you're on man. the boat now? You're on the boat to take a nap? Yeah, now I'm on the boat and the boat starts moving, right? I'm like, you know, I, sh- I should go get, get a workout. I'm, I'm going to get a workout. I open up my luggage. It's not my luggage. Like, I took somebody else's luggage with me and we're on a ship for three, fu- for but like, we're for for three days before we get to a port. We're not going to Key West where I can call up. So now, <laughs> so now I got to go to the uh, the entertainment director, and I'm like, I took someone's luggage. I don't know whose luggage. I'm looking through. Like the guy had nice clothes, but I like, I, he has all this flip flop, and I have all my medication. I have everything. Now I have like essentially one bag, a ca- my carry on bag with my computer. I have nothing. I have no toothpaste. No- so then the lady's helping me out. So she's taking me down to get like fitted with the, the staff. So now I'm like, oh, well, can I At least wear the chef outfit. They're like, no. And they're like, all they have was like 39, 40 pants. So they don't have socks, no underwear. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and so now I got no Adderall. I take Adderall during the day. That's gone for four days. I take no, I have no Selexa, which is for my OCD. That's gone. And no Ambien. I take Ambien to sleep. Nothing, right? And not to mention, my kid is sick. I, me and my daughter, have, I've been uh, hanging out every single day for the past week, Disneyland, you know, Universal. She has a stomach flu. Now I start getting a stomach flu, right? So now I'm like, fuck, I got to do these shows. So every, oh night, every night I'm freezing. I'm going from freezing to sweating, getting up every 15 minutes, having dreams about my stepmom, I I had a dream that I became a cop. And then I'd like wake up, like, oh fuck, at least the day's gonna start. I got four minutes of sleep. Normally Tucker Carlson puts me to bed. Like Tucker and interview, that did not did nothing for me, right? So now I gotta do the now. I gotta do the shows. So now before the shows, I'm like, I got no sleep. I'm sweating. I'm like, all right, I'll go for a long ass run. At least that'll tire me out. So I go for a run. But I don't have socks. So now I'm running in high tops with no socks.
0: High tops. Oh, my God. My
1: feet are just blistered up. Like just the entire foot is (laughs) not even on like the toe or the end. The whole foot is a fucking blister, Bill. (sighs) So then I finally – so now I got to do the kid shows. I got to do two – I got to do six shows on no sleep and no medication, nothing. And I'm sick. And my kid is sick. So I don't even know if I'm sick because I'm having withdrawals from all the medication, or I'm just sick. I think it's a combination. And I'm on a boat for three days. Like I'm stuck in a fucking box with, with no internet, yeah. no Wi-Fi. You know, no, I, I, no, I had to. They gave me toothpaste. They gave me deodorant. I spent 175 at the gift store, <laughs> dude. It oh was my god, fucking, it was brutal. It it was. Fucking brutal, man. Um, How did but, the
0: shows go? Were the shows okay though?
1: I think I had the best shows of my life. People came up to me and they're like, "Bro, that was the funniest shit." Like, you know, one guy's like, "I saw Chris Rock. I saw fucking this guy lately. I saw I saw Chappelle. I saw Cameron. You made me laugh more than all." But like, I, I'm like, "Bro, if you only knew." Like, I'm on stage holding in diarrhea while thinking I'm going to vomit. Like, and I'm being heckled by three year olds. You know, like, like four, like four-year-olds are like just yelling shit out, whatever they want. Well, every time I tell a joke about like what I do, my, this little three-year-old is like, my daddy did this. My daddy did that. I'm like, your dad's in jail. Like your dad, like your dad is in jail. He's he's locked up. And so now <laughs> I got, I'm holding in, I'm holding in shit. And, um, <laughs> Like, right after I got off stage, I go, right. So then there's one, like, there's a black dude wearing a pimp outfit, right? Um, like, pink, pink, pimp hat, pink, things, pimp that. So I start making fun of him. Like, I just start tra- He's outside. I'm like, oh, even the pimp can't get in. And and then, like, girls are walking to the bathroom. I'm like, oh, you're going to go work for the pimp. These are your hoes. For 15 <laughs> minutes, just, I mean, people are dying. At the end of the stage, I go, everyone, good night. He's the cruise director. So fucking – he comes to the stage and takes the microphone. He's like, I actually am his, his – his it was luckily this, like, black dude that was really funny. He's like –
0: Yeah, like, yeah, it's his humor.
1: Dude. Then, like, all right. Then, like, the last night I go – they have, like, a a show where they have, like, the passengers have fake orgasms and or fake orgasm contest. And, like, girls dress up in, uh, like – like it's like a, a scavenger hunt, but, like, in the comedy. It's very adult-themed. Like – Yeah. I was there. The girl was had like a, it was a contest. Who could have the best fake orgasm? She whipped out a, a vibrator and started using it on herself. Uh, like this is, yeah. One chick was like, oh, oh yeah. Her daughter was there who was like 22. And she's like, yeah, right. Uh, uh, oh, stick it in my ass. Like she's yelling that in front of her daughter. Do- her daughter was mortified, right, rightfully so. Lord. So anyway, I go to that last night. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to watch this. And of course, this waiter from the Philippines is walking past you with like a blue drink, and I have one pair of jeans I'm wearing for four days. Right? They did my laundry. <laughs> of course, he spills it. He trips, and I'm covered with. <laughs> and then I'm like, and then he goes, "Oh, that's okay. It's okay. I'll make the guy a new drink." Like, like, like if it was my fault. Like, I'm...
0: <laughs> don't worry. You you don't have to pay for it, Adam.
1: Dude, it was that was um that was hard. So now I'm like. Now I'm back and I'm wondering if I should stay off all my meds, you know, like I'm like, well, I
0: mean, honestly, dude, it's, it's, hey, look, if everything happens for a reason, maybe the universe is like, you can do it without the meds. I mean, I go back and forth between like Ambien and Adderall and all that shit too.
1: I mean, the selects that I take for OCD, like I literally used to have, it's gotten so much better over the years. I, I actually read a book. I read a book called Stop Intrusive Thoughts, which was a game changer. But it used to be of the point where I would drive my house, think I hit somebody, no I didn't, but what if I did? But I didn't. But maybe I did. Maybe, and I would circle the block looking for people that I didn't hit yeah. for like hours. I mean, like I would leave my house and go, oh I I didn't lock my door. I fucking I, I locked my door. No, there's no fucking way I locked. I my door was locked. I locked it. But what if I didn't and someone fucking kills my family? Like, and it just and you make up this whole. So now wherever I got wherever I'm at, I have to leave to go to a locker yeah. room. I mean, that shit. So the, like the Selexa, which is 10 milligrams, which is like, I'm on the lowest dosage you could take. Yeah. I'm not going to fuck around with that because I get sure. it because I get into these fixating things that like, you know, my, my mother has schizophrenia, like when and she's, yeah. she's in a mental hospital. I haven't seen her since I was three. And my, you know, my other family members that are very close to me also have schizophrenia have those kind of diseases. So I'm not gonna fuck around. But the Adderall, it's like look, I mean, I don't I don't know if this is needed. You know, I kept getting into car accidents and I had a therapist recommend it to me because she was like, You need help driving, you're not paying attention, but I probably could just pay attention. Anyway, uh <laughs> oh, meanwhile, so so yesterday funny story. So I go to the luggage claim and I'm like, because I had to return the person's luggage, right? So yeah. not only so I get to Houston, I you know, I, we, we get to Honduras. I get on a boat to get off the boat. Like, you have to get on a smaller boat to get on the boat. And then I'm waiting, and it's 195 degrees. And then we go to Honduras. So we, we, we you know, drive, whatever. I fly to Houston. I'm like, fuck, I got to return this person's bag. Oh, American Airlines, I'm in E. You have to go to A. So I got to take like six subways to fucking A to find the person to explain to the person that, like, I, like, Having to explain that I grabbed someone's luggage, but I'm flying back United. Yeah, but you were an American. I know, I know. Because I work on a cruise and they flew me. No, you have to go United. No, no. This person- Oh my God. So, so finally, I'm like, look, I have my luggage. Oh, you have your luggage? Oh, thank you. That was so nice of you. Just get me the fuck out of here, right? I know you guys are thinking, Adam, how do you have so much energy? You just go, 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 go. I'll tell you. Our next partner is AG1, which is the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it literally every day. Now I gave AG1 a try because I was feeling run down. I'm like, ugh, can't do this with the kid and the wife and the career and just nonstop. Go, go, go. But I'm telling you, I am feeling so great. I got I got a boost in energy. I, I, I feel better. Uh, my support system in my body just it just it, it tastes great and I feel great. And I drink AG1 in the morning before working out, doing my fight camp, and it makes me feel unstoppable, ready to take on the whole day. Come on, day, bring it, bring it, people, okay? So I support this, I'm all for it, okay? A lot of our athletes drink AG1, okay? Uh, And because I know it's important for, for these fighters to take care of their bodies, not including Kelvin Gastel. I'm kidding, Kelvin does it too. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need, from your supplement routine, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five, that's right, five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash MMA roasted. That's drinkag1.com forward slash MMA roasted. Check it out. So then I finally like, uh, I like finally... Um, what was I talking about? I, oh, Wait, I did sold. the other
0: person take your luggage? Did the other guy? No, take
1: your luggage? no, no. My person, my my no. This person's not a moron doing an audition, and this person paying attention. Uh, so then, uh, so then I finally uh, I'm, I'm I'm at the luggage claim, and there's just like these two little like teenagers that are like doing like TikTok dances, not really, but like these like you know like cute little ten year olds. So yeah. they were like, they were having trouble with their getting their luggage out, you know, like out of the carousel. So I'm like. You know, Mr. Mr. Hero guy. I'm like, I got it. So I go <laughs> and I lift the luggage and then somebody goes, Thank you. Right. I go, No, oh, no, no problem. I look up, it's Ted Cruz.
0: <laughs> oh wow.
1: <laughs> I was like, huh? And I was like, it took me a second, but then people were like, Hey, can I get a picture of you? And then he's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I I'm like, Well, first of all, I do like a thousand Ted Cruz jokes about like, I do a whole bit about how this guy, this guy offered me a blow job. Like basically the first time I did cocaine, this guy was like, hey man, wanna do some cocaine. I'm like, okay, I might still do a couple of lines. He's like, hey buddy, I really wanna suck your dick. And I was like, this is a true story. And I was like, thank you. And then he goes, uh, uh, but I'm, I go, but I'm, I'm into women. He goes, no problem. He, he makes a phone call and this hot girl shows up and she's like, how about she blows you while I do you from behind? And I'm like, uh, thank you, but I'm into women. Uh, and then I, plus there are too many men in the story. Right. And then he goes, okay. I, I go, yeah, that was the last time I hung out with Ted Cruz. Right. So that was like, <laughs> so I, I've used Ted Cruz with that punchline. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but a party wise, like, Hey, I have a joke about you, but I didn't know. Cause then he might be like, well, what's the joke. And then the, that's not the joke that he wanted to hear, you know? Um, yeah. But I have in the light tech crews, and like some ways, I mean, you know. Um, I, but I asked him, I'm like, "Are you going to run again for president?" And he's like, "Not this time," and he goes, "Probably next time." I go, be, "I go, who do you think who do you going to win?" And he looked at me. He's like, "It's a mess." So that that, that was our. Or exchange, but uh, he seemed like a nice guy. He's got obviously he was coming back from Honduras, on another vacation.
0: <laughs> yeah, why was there was there a big uh, hurricane in
1: Texas again? He had a flea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: another pandemic or something showed up. He yeah,
1: had <laughs> Uh Sean, I was just I was uh, uh, a brief summary. I, I took the wrong luggage on a, on a cruise ship. Like I th- like I texted you uh, for for oh, five was- days. I had no Adderall, no Ambien, no Celexa, and I was sick with the flu every night was like sweating and shivering, sweating 10 minutes on, 10 minutes off. I, I, like my vision was like, I was seeing like blurry. I didn't know, my head was all fucked up. I didn't know where I was. I went for a run thinking that would help me get some sleep, but I had no socks. So my foot were all blistered up. It was just one
2: went of for those, a run on a
1: cruise ship. I, I'm like a, tr- I'm like a treadmill. Uh, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. You could've yeah. gone for a swim. I get no, but yeah, and dude, that pool, it's like basically like it's a hot tub with like eight hundred people, and then and then I go up there, they go, that's the funny guy, right? So, (laughs) so then I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go to the, I'm gonna go to the hot tub. I I get so because I'm like six shows pulling this shit off. I go up to the hot tub. There's like six girls in, in one hot tub, and then a couple like gay dudes and like women that they're with in the other one but I'm like man I don't want to be the guy who like gets reported on like yeah you're a comedian because the girls were like early 20s you're comedian just joined our <laughs> yeah I went, I went in the other one to play it safe you know like because I don't even know what, if I'm even allowed in these guest areas kind of thing so I'm just I went in the yeah. other hot tub like, with the gay people so...
0: <laughs> and that's the last time you hung out with Ted Cruz <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, plus my wife. I don't even want to hurt her. To go, who are you in a hot tub with? I'm like nobody, and then she knows exactly. What I'm I'm the worst fucking liar. I, I'm the I'm the worst liar in the world. I, I uh,
2: the I'm question is, a- what would be more disappointing to her if you were in the hot tub with 21 year old girls or with gay guys by choice? Like, which dude, one's a, be dude, more yeah, concerned?
1: Pretty much, dude. There was there was this one guy, gay dude, on the on the cruise that was like, so he's like my friend. He's like, he's like, man, you need to relax. I'm like, dude, you, you're not kidding. And he goes. He goes, I'm just putting it out there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what better way to relax? <laughs> <It's>
0: like, what? <laughs>
1: uh yeah, yeah. But Sean, I kept thinking that your story was worse. Like as fucking <laughs> Yeah. What what was that you were telling me in Germany?
2: Oh yeah, that was uh dude, that was I was up for 126 hours straight. It was a it was a disaster, man. The doctor, I went over there for that medical procedure. He hit the wrong, he hit the hit a nerve or hit something. It was brutal, man. felt like there was a blowtorch on my back. And then it had to be my fault because since he's a world famous doctor, he's beyond making a mistake. You know what I mean? Like he can't, he couldn't have possibly made a mistake. And um, yeah, it ran out of pain medicine. It was, it was, uh, it was hell. It was hell on earth for five days, man. Worst experience of my life. Other than that night, I told you about that concert the other night, that that six-hour stretch was probably worse than
0: uh, the. Rest, what concert but, is
2: this? Oh God! I went to a post Malone concert, but I bought counterfeit tickets, and then <laughs> and a, a tsunami came as they were throwing us out of the event with my nine hundred-dollar counterfeit tickets, and there was nowhere to go. It was a, it was a, it was a nightmare, man. Like you came in. To, it took me thirty minutes to describe to Adam on one of the shows last dude,
1: week. Dude, yeah, was- dude, he was, you uh, was showing me videos. I didn't, I believed you, but it, when you see the video. People were like uh, cars were underwater. Um, oh my god! It was crazy.
2: Yeah, oh I saved the crackhead, and then they, he wrecked his car. Like as I pushed him off the road, like it was like it was the ten of the craziest things. that An Iraqi Uber driver got into it with a bunch of guys. I was going to pull a gun on him. It was like it was everything. Like ten things that will only happen to you once in your life, all in a three hour span. Like uh, yeah. it was, uh, it was, it was crazy, man. It was unlike uh, anything I've ever experienced.
1: So. Meanwhile, by the way, this is the fourth movie in a row that I've cried while watch. I never watch movies. On these airplanes, they get – I'm a fucking – I don't know what it is. Creed 1, 1- Creed 2, Creed 3. I cried <laughs> now watching Top Gun. Like, the new Top Gun made me cry. And yeah. I-, I tell my wife – have you seen it? Yeah. My wife's like, why were you crying during Top Gun? I'm like, well, you don't understand. There was a part where Goose was <laughs> – his kid was playing the piano and Tom Cruise was watching him and he was sitting on it and the great ball of the fire. I don't know. I think when you become a dad, anything like, like dad, sad dad, like someone loses a dad, someone loses a kid, yeah. a movie automatically like fucking touches touches me you in a way where you're just like – oh yeah. Oh, oh my so did this new one I cried which I knew what was gonna happen the George Foreman movie have you seen this George Foreman oh movie? big
0: bad George Foreman
1: <laughs> yeah have you seen it <laughs> no I want to dude it's great it other than Forrest Whitaker being the trainer for with one eye for some reason like you would probably think like he, maybe he wouldn't be the best guy to, but he's but he's great dude so George Foreman uh, if you don't know the story he goes he like getting all kinds of trouble. He joins the the, uh, jobs corpse, which I didn't even know was a thing job where you basically, it's like the military, but for jobs, you know? And so he goes there and someone's he's beating people up. Someone steals his shoes, right? Which his mom gave him the shoes. So he goes and catches the guy and he punches the door and hangs out the window and, and then doesn't kill him. And then Forrest Whitaker's in the car and he's like, you know, I'm going to kick you out, but have you ever tried boxing before? Dora Foreman's like, no, you know, I, I can fight. So he goes and he gets the shipping out of him. He never boxed before. He's the most unathletic person in the world. Within like three months, right? He he he's knocking out the guy that beat him. And uh the guy made the Olympics and he won the Olympics with less than one year of training in boxing. <laughs> like, because <Wow. laughs> like, the guy tells him it's gonna take you six years to even think about the Olympics. He's like, No, I want to do it now. Within one year, he knocked out the Russian, who was like 350 and two, and was like, they said this is the biggest mismatch in the history of boxing, <laughs> <laughs> history of the Olympics. <laughs> and George Foreman knocks him out. <laughs> I mean, can you ever think of one person that could win an Olympic sport in one year? In fucking one year?
0: Well, uh, I mean, God. go ahead. Female sports you that they had that that black uh uh figure uh ice skater speed skater, and In she, one was, year? she was skating, I think it was like six months and she won the Olympics, but then again <laughs> she's black, so let's be honest who should right. again <laughs>
1: like dude, and then Sean, of course, I guess he didn't see rocky right' Because he lets <laughs> his friend. His roommate in the Jobs Corps is like an alcoholic. You don't even know if the guy's like eighteen or fifty. He plays the same part the whole. Right, the Jobs Corps they, like? Do they go to war against unemployment? Like who do they fight? I'm so confused. Like uh, the
2: employment rates are through the roof right now. You got to call up some soldiers. Yeah. Like what are
0: they? <laughs> they <sense>. fight capitalism. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> of course, he, the guy's his roommate in the Jobs Corps, so he lets him. He lets him have all the money. He goes, he he goes, let me I'm only gonna give you my money if but you gotta clean up your act. And then the guy goes, okay. So the guy takes this drink and like throws it down. Now he's in charge of Foreman's finances, right? <laughs> so, right. I guess he didn't see Rocky, because we all know right. how this would have <laughs> happened with Uncle Paulie, but I guess I, I did the math. I'm like in 1985, I think Rocky was all way up to Rocky too. So he hadn't lost his money. Maybe if we would have seen Rocky, he would have known that, you know, by the age of 40, George Foreman's broke. The guy spent all his put all his money in stocks. And God. you know, like why wouldn't you go to anybody with an accounting degree, <laughs> not some guy you met in the job course. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, a guy who's as broke as you is gonna mad. manage your money. That's probably a good <laughs> idea.
1: Oh, but the, the guy knew he was gonna be good because after he loses the first his like first fight, he's so mad he punches the heavy bag off. Like he's like, damn it. <laughs> the heavy bag goes flying like fucking five miles
0: <laughs>
1: like, and everyone's like uh so yeah so that was uh so that was crazy so then of course but he's an asshole at the beginning he's cheating on his wife he's uh just i mean i didn't realize that because i only know the happy george foreman you know like the george foreman grill i didn't know the one that fought ali the one that beat frazier he was like Cheating on everybody, he was a complete asshole. And then yep. what he, but then he, he, and then he died, came back to life, had an out of body Jesus experience. And then he gave it all up to become a uh, preacher. Uh, and then of course once the the guy takes all his money and loses it because he started this like youth club and that's how they have a thousand dollars left. He's like, fuck it, I'm going back into training. <laughs> he's like, I gotta, I gotta do it. And then he's 340 pounds at the time. His or 315, his trainer's like, if you get down to 260, I'll train you. He's carrying like a fucking, like, like bison. Like he's carrying, <laughs> like, his training. He's, and he, and those were actual real pictures. Like he's fucking carrying animals. Like it was, it was crazy. It was, uh, are, was- are you sure it's the George Foreman story and not the Brendan Schaub story?
2: Because it sounds <laughs> to me like he's cheating on his wife. He's getting knocked out. He's getting opportunities oh, he doesn't deserve. He's, um, so Rogan's carrying him. He's not carrying animals. <laughs> Rogan's carrying him. So. Ooh, um, so shots him. dude, shots uh, fired.
1: Dude. But yeah, bro, I'm telling you, uh, Sean, if you you, I think you would like this movie. I mean. I thought it was a documentary when you were first talking about it, but it's a, I guess
2: a.
0: No, it's like a good acting. Based on life Who plays uh, George Foreman? Do you know, just an unknown guy?
1: I don't know who the guy is. The guy who plays Ali, uh, I'm not even sure that guy's black. Uh, but he does but he somehow pulls it off <laughs> like to Mike Perry play him <laughs> yeah <laughs> Mike
2: Perry play <laughs> him
1: but it's good. I mean, it's uh, and then when he when he actually wins, like like no one ever gives him a chance to win. You know, like no one, no one ever. Then he knocks out Michael Moore, and, and but he, he it was hilarious. It was actually it was great. It was. Uh, I it was, was
2: watching that fight with my dad when that happened, man. I think he was forty six at the time, wasn't he? Like uh, wow. forty five. 45. Yeah, there. that was crazy, man. That was, uh, I remember when he made his comeback. I remember he had five sons all named George, and I was like, man, you must really like your name if you uh, name all five of your sons the same thing. But uh, yeah. yeah, I was rooting for him the whole way, man. Like, I really, uh, my dad, that's what me my dad, the only sport my dad would watch was UFC and boxing. He thought all their sports were rigged. Like, he thought the NBA was rigged. Like, he thought they could miss every shot they wanted to make, every shot they wanted to make. And the, Anytime there was a fight, he said, yeah, they'll be jumping off the rim before long and dropping elbows like pro no wrestling. So he thought every <laughs> every other sport was rigged. And football was strictly to try to put someone in a wheelchair. That's what he said. That's the only goal of that sport, to put people in wheelchairs. I was like, I don't think that's really what they're going for, Dad. And so he let me play one year. My whole life, I wanted to play football. He let me play in fourth grade. And God forbid I made the mistake of saying that I had pulled a hamstring during the game because I recovered a fumble and a bunch of guys piled on me. And afterward, my mom said, yo, Cassado, just my – my legs a little bit sore. He's like, I don't want to hear any of that baby shit. You're the one that wants to be in a wheelchair. Uh, like, or whatever. You're you're the one determined crazy. to get in a wheelchair. So that's why I paid him back by fighting later on in life. I told him, You don't let me play football. So now I'll show you what, what dangerous really is, Dad. So
1: yeah. yeah. No, my dad, my dad told me to like go off all the medication that dad. And I'm like, Dad, you know, it's hard to take somebody who like he's trying to convince me that a great diet was like three milkshakes a day from like fat burger. <laughs> Like three cheeseburgers. I've like tried a, that diet. It doesn't work. Like a ton of weed, <laughs> but no working out. I'm like, it's hard to take health advice from you, Dad. But... I think that's what I had the guy that George Foreman was on when he got to 340.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: probably right how he got the 340. Dude, he the guy who played Ali, 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 Ali was pretty funny because when he became Christian, he went he, to Ali's house and he's like, I just want to say that um, that I'm. He's like, he's like, I'm sorry, uh, and then Ali's like, I'm the one who whipped your. ass. um so all right the fights last week uh justin gaethje versus poirier man that was a good fight look i just think with those two guys they can fight a hundred times it'll be 50 50 like i just think they're so evenly matched also everyone's talking about justin gaethje but was it me or was that fight even or even had poirier winning before the kick it wasn't like he, he had this like dominant performance he landed a great kick and won the fight and it was amazing but if he doesn't land that kick yeah I don't he even wins that fight um that being said it was entertaining it was it was great i just think they're so evenly matched those guys uh sean what are your thoughts on that fight now that it's summer you might be looking for wholesome convenient meals for sunny active days i i know i am okay and factor which is america's number one Ready to eat meal kit. Now, number two, number one, it can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious, ready to eat meals delivered right to your door. You'll save time, you'll eat well, and you'll stay on track reaching your goals. Okay. Are you too busy with summer plans to cook? I am. It takes me forever to cook and I ruin the meals, but I want to make sure that I'm eating well. And so should you. Well, with factors, skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping and the prepping and the cleaning. Okay. While still getting the flavor and the nutritional quality you need. The factor is fresh, never frozen, ew. Uh, Their meals are ready in just two minutes. That's right, two minutes. Although when I do stuff in two minutes, my wife complains, okay? But not with factor. All you gotta do is heat and enjoy, and then get back outside and soak up this warm weather. Vitamin D, all right? Looking for calorie conscious options this summer? You can try the delicious dietitian approved calorie smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving that's, that's that's nothing that's you' burn that off I don't know jogging all right you need an extra boost to support your wellness goals this summer I do we'll try the protein plus meals with 30 grams of protein hell yeah get get rough look at look at these guns people all right so check it out check out factor head to factormeals.com roasted 50. And use code ROASTED50 and get 50% off your first box. That's half off your first box. That's code ROASTED50 at factormeals.com slash ROASTED50 to get 50% off your first box. All right? Check it out. You're going to thank me later. I got this cute dog. She's she's teething right now. Uh, but she's, she's adorable. All right? No more biting. You got to get some chew toys. So thank you guys so much. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day. And check out Factor right now.
2: Yeah, man, it's um, it was funny. I, I saw, uh, I like Poirier, but I heard him say afterward. He said, "I'm the better fighter." and Gage, he knows I'm the better fighter, and I was like, "I don't know that he does." Like, if I if I, I just knock someone out in the second round uh, with a with a punch <laughs> and a kick right behind it like that, but Gacy's man, he should be the highest paid fighter in the UFC, man. His I have not seen a fight where that guy isn't. Uh, isn't like the most entertaining uh, fight-wise anyway. He doesn't do any antics or anything, but uh, he's uh what's scary is now he's fighting with skill and not as reckless, and I think that's throwing his opponents off even more because, you know, they're expecting him to come out with those wild leg kicks and just throwing it, you know, 100% everything, and I think, I don't know what Poirier said about it, but I think that threw him off that he wasn't being reckless, you know, and was actually fighting with, uh, you know, it seemed like uh, more under control, but uh I think he would be best if it ended up going, you know, 10 seconds crazy and then back to, you know, normal keep people guessing. But so yeah, he's the most uh, I've always said that is the worst guy to follow in a UFC. Like if they're gonna have him fight, he needs to be the main event because it doesn't matter who's fighting after, it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be yeah. a letdown, man. He's uh I hope he has brain cells left by the time he's done, man. I'll tell you what, because he takes some shots, man. He uh he'll take three to give you one, but man, he's uh he's entertaining as hell. That that punch, that kick behind that punch was amazing. I've never even seen that landed before. That was yeah. uh right behind the right hand was that kick, man. that was crazy.
0: Bill, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's also weird, like, he actually, Hoya had the he had the block. Right. I've never seen someone have the proper block up, but it just got right behind it. Because this is like, I mean, you know, they always say that you knock someone out here, this hinge, and then here. You know? But, like, you knock someone out from the back, too, I guess. I It's rare that I see that type of KO, you know? Yeah,
1: people are trying to say that it shouldn't count because it was behind the head. I'm like, you guys are idiots. Like, I mean, come on! What? Yeah,
2: like <laughs> <laughs> that's part of it. If it, he did, what's amazing is it was such a hard kick that Fourier did block most of it, and it still knocked him out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if if he would caught that flush, that could have probably broken bones in his face, man. I, that was uh yeah. yeah that's a uh, yeah. Getting hit in the back of the, but that wasn't, it wasn't like it was an intentional strike to the back right.
1: of the head.
0: You know, that, of course. So yeah. I'm sure to, you know, uh, call that. In. Alex
1: Pehaya. That that was a good fight. Now, Jan Yamblikovitch didn't know that he was fighting in Utah did anyone not tell him the elevation <laughs> was going to be a factor because he was gassed and he's he's never gassed and
0: yeah. then
1: also you know it was one of those things that fight was pretty close but Jan looked physically defeated and it's like my dad used to always tell me like after you get off stage no matter how bad you bomb act like you had a good set because people might not know that you think you had a bad set but if you tell him you get yeah. a, a bad set. Sean, how much do you think somebody celebrating afterwards versus the other guy actually sways the judging? I, I think it would only matter at the very last round if you
2: if you're trying if you're iffy on who won the round if one guy jumps up and looks fresh you know what I mean or whatever and runs back and another guy looks defeated. Um, I'll tell you what, man, that fight in elevation. If anything, Cain Velasquez. I actually talked to Bob Cook one time. I asked him if he'd ever seen Cain Velasquez tired. This was before he fought Verduum in Mexico City. And he said, never. He said, we'll put in new guys, five guys. He'll go 15 rounds, three rounds with each, fresh dudes. And he said he's still the freshest guy after 15 rounds. But you saw what happened to him when he didn't go down to adjust to that uh, that elevation. I fought in, um, oh, heck, where was it? El Paso, Texas, I think, is somewhere the elevation was like, I think, 4,000 feet. So it wasn't about the same as, you know, Salt Lake City. I don't know why they have heavy or even light heavy weights when they fight at those elevations, man. It is. It feels like you're drowning, like it really does. It feels like you got water in your lungs or like you're fighting with pneumonia or something. Like you can't uh, – it's like fighting in a sauna, like when you're a big dude anyway, man. Like you feel like you can't get uh, any oxygen in, which obviously there's less oxygen. But, uh, yeah, I don't uh, – I'm not a fan of fights at elevation, certainly not in Mexico City or – denver and even i think it's pushing it even in salt lake city for bigger dudes you know so yeah. uh bill what do you think
0: well i, I was worried about that because our fighters who train in elevation like year-round like in denver or salt lake city do they have a statistically better record than people who don't because i because you think the broncos would just be destroying everyone in their path <laughs> but they're you know yeah
2: i know that i know the denver nuggets they used to because they lived out there they used to run um their coach had to run a fast break style offense because nba teams would come out there and they weren't used to the elevation and then by the third quarter they were gassed you know um but they're in such good shape i guess it probably and you're just running but um yeah yeah, that elevation is no joke man it's uh they said i think that you need at least two weeks to get used to it fabrizio verdun was smart when he fought king velasquez he went and trained at like nine thousand feet elevation or ten thousand. Yeah. Somebody's just gonna five, go, to the, somebody's to go to the moon.
1: Eight. Somebody's gonna be like, Fuck it, I'm on the moon." <laughs> like I'm just. Yeah, going uh, there, the
2: there, there. It, training elevation is doing what EPO does. It just increases your red blood cell count. You know, so uh, you can do the same thing with EPO if you're if you got the balls to take it, and can get away with it. But uh, it's same difference. It just makes your blood thicker. Uh, your now, you said for
1: yourself count. that was the greatest thing you ever took as far as training, right? Uh, not EPO. No, I was always afraid of it. I took uh, HGH. Was great. I
2: was always uh, I. I had a guy who will remain nameless. Uh, his name rhymes with Mitrione. But he was telling me uh, that um, how great MPO was, um, you know, or whatever. And uh, he also told me one time to take uh, a fat burner that he gave me. And uh, it made me like I started feeling sick after I took it. Did I tell you this story? Mm-hmm. I started feeling sick and then so I like, uh, I, I didn't, I started a, like a fever. So I tried it again the next day before I worked out, got a fever. I was like, I got a fight coming a couple weeks. I can't be getting sick. But I thought, let me just see if I'm having a reaction to this fat burner he gave me. Let me see what it is. Cause I, it looked like it came from GNC, you know, the package. And then when I typed it in, it was like, if your horse begins to struggle breathing, <laughs> uh, cut the dose <laughs> in half. like, your horse. And I'm like, wait, well, So he gave me horse asthma medicine. Yeah. Uh, as a, a fat was burner. it recommended
0: by Joe Rogan?
2: Yeah, no, yeah, oh, yeah, horse. Oh, yeah, it was horse asthma medicine. I told Matt, Do you know you can die taking that? That's one of the like one of the side effects of possible sudden death. He goes, I don't know, I've never taken it. And I was like, You never <laughs> take it and you gave it to me, just like hey man. Uh, he said, Bill Romanowski said it was amazing, like because he used to play football. Bill Romanowski, yeah, I was like, well, he, didn't, definitely he taking it. didn't he die of steroids? Uh, he will if he, if he hasn't yet, he will, I'm sure, at some point. But yeah. by
1: the like, way, I, 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 I yeah rewatched uh, you had a gif up, Sean, of you taking down Stefan Struve. With a blast yeah.
0: double.
1: Beautiful blast double
2: you hit on him. Yeah, that was Tom Erickson, man. He that's what he uh he had me work on non-stop when he wasn't absolutely manhandling me like a gorilla, but he uh he had me like uh, practice
1: back enough to get him coming forward and then shooting uh shooting so, that
2: double man. So and,
1: Bill, there's this guy, Tom Erickson, who's like a legend, like as the toughest guy. He's like basically someone that Don Fry looks up to, and Don Fry's right. like, "You guys are fucking tough. right?" Like he's just he's most underrated, underappreciated. Like he just had some bad matchups, but I mean, he knocked out, you know, uh, Kevin. Uh, he he knocked out Kevin uh, Randleman. Yeah, Almost
2: killed him, and they were best friends. Oh, yeah, Kevin Randleman.
1: I mean, he the guy was a monster way before. Was he a Pride time. fighter? Yeah, as a prizefighter,
2: he's like a D one. He actually never trained a day of MMA in his life. He just was—he was one of the top heavyweight or super heavyweight wrestlers for sixteen years straight, from the time he was twenty-two till he was thirty-eight. Like he was like Olympic (laughs) level wrestler. So he, Um, so he,
1: he's he's, he's, so Sean—he's McCorkle's coach. McCorkle walks into a gym with Matt Mitrione. These two huge, fucking cocky, good-looking, arrogant, fucking UFC heavyweights, and this fucking old-school Erickson goes. I bet I could beat you guys both up at the same time and does it. Like he yeah. like, tosses these fucking guys around. One's an NFL. One guy played for the NFL. The other guy was a college basketball star turned fighter. And he's throwing them. And, and he must have been like 40, right? You know, he was 46. And he
2: was, <laughs> dude, he, he told me he weighed wow. about 290. Dude, he was about 390, like 6'3, 390. <laughs> And he was—he had just finished Purdue's wrestling practice. Uh, I don't even remember Jake O'Brien. He uh, yeah. wrestled. Yeah, at yeah, Purdue, yeah. he was an All-American wrestler, a three-time school state champion. He said he never took Tom down one time in the three years he was at <laughs> dude. Purdue. He said he just got just manhandled. And so the first time we're ever training up there, Matt Matrion tells me he goes, he's trained with him one time before. He goes, dude, you were going to get your manhood taken today. And I was like, great. I don't <laughs> say anything. I don't say anything but that. I'm like, great, looking forward to. It. So we get there and he goes, Tom, he doesn't think you can take him down. That's what Matt says to Tom Erickson, <laughs> six, five, 380 with probably twelve percent body fat. You know what I mean, or whatever. At forty six one of the best wrestlers ever, an MMA fighter, former MMA fighter, who's beat, uh, I mean, he's uh, Fedor wouldn't fight him. Fedor turned down the fight with him like 10 times, you know? Whoa. And so uh, I said, Tom, I didn't say that. I said, I promise I didn't say that. He goes, oh, we'll see. And uh, Jake (laughs) O'Brien told me, he said, do not get double underhooks on him. Don't ever get double underhooks. I remember him saying that, but it slipped my mind, usually want double unders. So the first time we exchange, I get double unders. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna take down a wrestler, like an Olympic level wrestler, my first time, you know, and I wasn't a very good wrestler. Uh he just overhooked my arms and suplexes me. Like me <laughs> and oh, me. like a full suplex. I was 315 pounds at the time, like on every steroid known to man. Um and suplexed me and I was like okay I, I knocked the wind out of me. I was just laying there and then uh yeah, then he beats up Matt for a while and then uh like he said, Yeah, I can't take you down. And I was like, dude, I never said that. Like I never he had never <laughs> met me he didn't, but he believed that, yeah, it. Yeah, like, reminds man. me
1: of like he reminds me of like the wrench guy in Dodgeball. Uh like, <laughs> like what was it, Rip Thorns character? It's like if you could dodge I'm a wrench, you <laughs> right.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. He, uh, he
2: dislocated before I fought uh Marius Pujanowski, the world's strongest man. I always thought him the world's second strongest man because he hadn't wrestled with Tom Erickson. But yeah. we were warming up two days before, and he dislocated my rib from my spine. Like, like He's it actually, it's called rib subluxation. He actually pulled a rib from a joint of my spine. I had to go to the emergency room two days before I fight Pujanowski over there. I was like, thanks, man. Did, that was he, awesome.
1: did he feel bad about it or no? Yeah,
2: he kept saying, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Like, he, would, he could, like, he picked me up by my face. He cross-faced me one time in a guillotine and didn't have it around my neck
1: and just picked me up by my face
2: has oh, my neck to me.
1: and I'm like, don't, But no, I don't understand, Bill. If you know McCorkle, he's sitting down. McCorkle is what six seven? You're a
2: monster. Yeah, yeah. He's, at the time, I was six seven, like probably three fifteen, and I was bench pressing
1: five hundred pounds. Like that's how strong yeah, I was. But it was. It's a it shame. Was like I mean, a, yeah, Eric was like wrestling with your dad
2: when you were a little kid. Like it was
1: is one of those guys that like like you just hear legendary it's like like, yeah. like like kind of like almost like Bo Jackson they're like oh yeah Bo Jackson killed a bear with, with a rock and like Bo Jackson like could dunk basketball at age six but it was all kind of true right. everything was true everything was kind of true yeah Erickson so uh all right Derek Lewis Sean we we're so bad at picking picks Sean, <laughs> he, I would have bet
2: if I if I could get on DraftKings I would have put Two grand against Derek Lewis the night. I absolutely would have. Like I thought he was done. Like his last fights have been so bad, and he comes out with yeah. that crazy. I
1: mean, McCorkle says fun. I would. I'd bet the house on the other guy, right? Yeah, <laughs> I said no
2: chance. I said Derek Lewis is done. I've seen guys. I mean,
1: but if he doesn't before. land that, if he doesn't land the flying knee,
0: right? Who knows? How many yeah. flying knees has Derek Lewis ever landed?
2: <laughs> I think that's the first one he ever threw.
0: Like that's the yeah. first. They asked him <laughs> afterwards if that's part
2: of the strategy. He goes, no, that was just some bullshit. That's like, that was his response.
1: He goes, I'm just going to try bullshit. some, throw some bullshit at him and see what happens. Like, I mean, he sold
2: his soul to the devil. Some of the stuff that he pulls off in fights, man, I'll tell you what. like It's uh, uh, it, it's like it always works out for him. He, that one time he was going to shit his pants, so he throws a right hand. You're like, why hold his
1: stomach? Because he's trying not to shit his pants and knocks a guy out. It's just like, just crazy, man. But it's so frustrating, though, because he's going to lose his next six fights. But right. everyone's going to remember this flying knee. And so it's like people are saying he should go to the PFL and fight Ganu. Do they not know that was the worst fight in the history of fights? Like <laughs> Dude, that
0: literally
2: the worst worst fight I've ever seen. Like, the, they were so bad. Has, has
0: I ever think I saw fighting? that fight. I think I missed that
1: one. It what was happened? the worst. They just stared at each other. Like, staring. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> that's right. That's Nobody right. threw a punch. People, they got booted out of the building. Has. I Look, has there ever been a rematch where the fight was god-awful and the rematch was great? Like, no. I, I can't think of one. Except Rocky Three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, Rocky III, it was it was both so exciting. I mean, even when Clubber beat him up, uh, for Clubber right. at least. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, we we've seen the opposite, where the first fight was amazing and the second fight was kind of boring. But nobody has ever seen this one. Where like was- I, I don't understand guys that get dude, when I got I got kneed in the
2: balls and hit in the back of the head repeatedly when I fought my last fight in UFC, I got kneed the balls and it didn't hurt that bad because he mostly caught my cut, but I was exhausted and there was only forty seconds left in the round. So I was like, I'm gonna take like an extra time. I'm gonna take the full two or three minutes, whatever they'll give me. And uh, the crowd starts booing me 20 seconds in like, that I'm, that I'm not fighting. And I was like, dude, I just got of need the balls, you know, and they'll start booing. So they booed for, like, 40 seconds. I looked the ref. I said, start the fight. I'm not going to sit here and get – I wish now I would have flipped off the crowd and, like, for five minutes straight and had them, you know, boo me. But I figured the UFC's going to cut me if I sit there and get booed for five minutes, you know, either way. So I say start the fight. I get choked out 20 seconds later because I'm still exhausted. But uh, that fight – and Ganu had just lost his first whenever ever, so he was gun shy. I don't know what Derrick Lewis was on that night, but he wasn't – I
1: mean, there was probably – you think what under twenty strikes total thrown that fight? It was brutal, and whoever's asking yeah. for the PFL rematch is crazy. Like it, you you guys have short term memory loss. Um, now I felt bad for Kiesa Michael Kiesa is a guy. He was an Ultimate Fighter. I remember his father died. He won the Ultimate Fighter. He's 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 been there a couple times. He's almost gotten to the top of the heap, but he just got blitzed, uh, and Kevin Holland just killed him i mean it was Dars choke right yeah but he was beating him up beforehand kiesa looked like he was he did not want to be there he looked scared he just oh man i don't know i don't know if it's uh time to hang up but it it, that was not even that might have been his worst performance i've ever seen kiesa do and uh yeah. I actually didn't get to see that one. The free—I'm I, not the
2: free link. I was watching locked up. The pay-per-view I paid for locked
0: up.
2: And, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I locked up during that part, and I couldn't find—I couldn't get a good uh, signal. On yeah, that one, and then
1: um, Bobby Bobby Green. So what's name was looking pretty good actually. Tony Ferguson. He actually was winning the round. He had a double. He was doing well, and then he got eye poked, and then Bobby oh, Green yeah. just killed him. Tony is puts on Instagram that it was the eye poke to change the fight, this and that, and he couldn't see, he was seeing double, but I don't know. You know, if, if, if this was like a one or two losses, but this is his sixth loss in a row.
0: Yeah. And
1: uh man, you just I'm telling you, bring back they gotta bring back Mike Jackson as the Brooklyn yeah. brawler. Of the, uh, of the UFC.
2: <laughs> you know Mike Jackson's fighting Pat Militant here soon? saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Miletician oh my God, Pat is still fighting? He is, uh, after like a 10-year retirement, yeah, he's doing a, uh, he got a kickboxing match I think a couple of years ago, but yeah, he's fighting Mike Jackson. Um, so, I would fight Mike Jackson. I, I can't believe that he beat CM Punk even. Like, I would thought anybody in the world could beat Mike Jackson. So,
1: but, um, yeah.
2: I don't know why the UFC, like you said, man, they, should, they don't have to bring in a bum, but give Ferguson, why does he always have to fight a top fifteen guy. If you've lost six year, six in a row, and you want to give it, get him a, a, give him a newcomer, give him somebody he just got a good chance at, man. Like, why just keep running? Give him Diego Sanchez, or at least somebody. Right.
1: Went, yeah, somebody yeah. Down, you know? two guys um, on, yeah, like losing streak. Just something. I don't, I don't know, man. So a little backstory, Bill. So, my, so Mike Jackson's the guy that thinks everyone's racist. Um, yeah. he, he's the guy that Jake Shields got to a fight. Jake with.
0: Shields did go at it on Twitter. Yeah, Every right. There was
1: so huh. Pat Melitich cornered him for the CM Punk fight. Pat Meltzer was at the Capitol Rally. I guess took a picture and some guys were making the okay sign or something. I don't even know. I'm not really that deep into all this, but yeah. But essentially Pat Melitich got fired from his LFA job commenting because of it. Um and now there's this bad blood between him and Mike Jackson. So they're fighting and the guy who wrote the whole thing about it is like <laughs> It's like one of the funniest press releases in the world. Mike Jackson. The thing, I can't, the, the thing I can't wait to see is, I guess, if Pat
2: Noltich wins, he's not racist. And uh, he was right. <laughs> yeah. and if Mike Jackson wins, then he is a racist and shouldn't have been there. Like, I love how I, I got in an argument with a guy over parking place one time over parking space, and I almost beat him up. And then I thought afterwards, if I beat him up, does that mean I was there first? Does that change history? Yeah. Because we exactly. both thought we were there first. So it's like Mike yeah. is right. So does that mean I know I actually was there first.
0: because I kicked his ass. So like uh, I don't know. So Jake is Mike Matt- Jackson still? Is he fighting in a, in a promotion right now?
1: No. I yeah. And the, yeah. And the Pat Melich on it's on pay per view. No, no, he's not fighting. He they
0: got one fight at a time. By the way, the- my my feeling, Sean, with the with the um, Ferguson thing, you know what they always say? Power is the last thing to go, and yeah. because Ferguson was never a power fighter, it seems like. People who are speed fighters like Ferguson, they're the ones who should retire earlier because you can yeah. be a big, strong guy and, you know, and stay until you're uh, in your 40s. Well, yeah, I you're mean, Derek Lewis,
2: fight- yeah, the perfect example. He was about they I think you see that was his last fight. They, I heard it wasn't because he turned him down because they weren't going to resign him. they were done with him. They thought he was done and he still got a wild flying knee. But uh, that's no, you're exactly right. Uh, that's why you see guys like Roy Jones Jr. struggle trying to fight late in his career because his reflexes and speed were everything. And once that's gone, if you're not a big puncher, you got the, it's nothing left. Yeah. You know.
1: But, yeah. I mean, especially when uh, you're doing like you know rolling, you know, Amari rolls or like whatever it's called, like like everything he did was unconventional. Tony Ferguson. So it's yeah. like yeah. only things you you can basically only do that if you're super spry, athletic, this and that. So it's that's also the big one of the big problems is that now you can see. It's like he's doing all these techniques wrong but they work for him because of his reflexes and this and that so now it's like uh that happens all the time with fighters with like guys yeah. keep their hands down and chin up but they get around it because they're they're young and they're quick and they're agile and
0: yeah I wonder but they don't how much, how much they work- slower they are
1: I wonder how much wearing sunglasses inside
2: all the time had to do with him losing his uh, speed reflexes. Cause that dude, that dude would wear sunglasses at night on the moon. Like he was always like, I don't know what the moon would have to do with it, but um, yeah, no, he would always, uh, he had sunglasses on. That was awesome. When he heard himself tripping over a cable and had to play a fight because he was wearing sunglasses inside. Dana White. I don't remember what he said about it, but I remember it was the funniest thing ever. He was like, who the hell wears sunglasses inside? Like when they're walking around, equipment, you know, or whatever, but it's, uh, it's like Tony Ferguson does, that's it, so. So, yeah.
1: uh, also what happened was, um, over the weekend, uh, Terrence Crawford, you watch the boxing match I told you to watch?
2: Did I? Yeah, yeah, they the also, yeah, I, I bought that pay-per-view also, and, <laughs> and, 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 saw it just, in a, uh, during the walkouts, the Gaethje, uh, walkout, I was, uh, flipping back and forth between my two pay-per-views I paid for. But how and, good uh,
1: was, uh, Terrence Crawford? I mean. dude. Oh, he looked God. like he was on another level, man. He looked like a whole nother level. Like it was amazing. But we're not gonna talk about how Errol Spence was in the worst car wreck in the I've ever seen, one of them. And I know it's a couple fights later, but I don't know if your body ever recovers. Like his car was like it was brutal. And I I don't know. I I no one ever no no one's talking about that. That maybe the guy isn't at, you know, a hundred percent or you know, when, when that kind of thing's happening. if I can see if I can find it. But
0: yeah it was October 10th 2019 so it's almost 4 years ago.
1: Yeah. But, but I mean Earl Spence car wreck here. So this was the, here this was this was the actual car wreck caught on camera. Hold on. Here we go. I'll share the screen. All right. So this was the car wreck.
0: Jesus. Godly.
2: I can't even tell what happened, but it looked, it looked bad, whatever it was.
1: Okay, so here, here, here it is. They have different, different angles. Man. I mean, that's got to affect your body,
2: right? I mean... I right, like how so they've got six angles of his car wreck, but no camera in the White House saw who left the cocaine. It's crazy.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and there's no, there's no footage of a plane hitting the Pentagon.
1: I mean, th- September I don't know. 11. I mean i i guess i guess he's recovered now but i just i still hold on the see 6 yeah reached. i mean sean don't you think that that's going to have some kind of long-term effect on your body i mean yeah it, if he was drunk maybe not it seems like when people, what did he get well, he was by? he
0: was drunk
2: was he that, that tends to help people it seems like when they uh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do that. i told you on christmas eve i was involved in that rollover car accident i told you that right i flipped a. Uh, my SUV and everything and went to the woods down the ravine rolled it and everything. And uh, yeah. I just had a guy give me an estimate on painting the hood. And so uh, we're sitting upside down. I didn't have my seatbelt on. Uh, my fiance had hers on. She's crying. Like, what do we do or whatever? And I was like, I'm like upside down, like just like basically doing a headstand in my car. And I was like, well, I guess we won't get the hood painted after all, huh? Like literally that's the first <laughs> thing I said to her, we're sitting there. And she was like, wait, what? Like it stopped her from crying. She was so confused why I would say that while we're hanging upside down. <laughs> You know, or whatever. And then uh yeah, I told her to undo her seatbelt. Like I I undid it, and then she fell on top of me, like slammed down on top of me and like her foot onto my face. It was it was a lot of fun. But uh yeah, no, I don't know. I didn't have any uh I, I got out, I was completely fine. I mean my back hurts all the time, but I don't know if that made it any worse. So yeah, it was weird that you get something that bad and not really not really have any injuries to speak of, you know. I don't know.
1: Now yeah. uh this week obviously we got the Ariel Hawani. I mean Ariel Hawani, we have the Jake Paul. <laughs> Versus, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm about Ariel's trying to make it about him, but yeah, uh, of course, yeah, play. yeah, yeah, of course. So here, here's what happened in an interview. Uh, this interview, uh, two days ago with Ariel Helwani, Jake Paul, and Nate Diaz. I, I think that you'll uh, appreciate this, Sean. Huh. So here we go. Here we go.
0: He's a warrior. He's been, you know,
1: put on some of the greatest fights in the history of the MMA um he has an amazing fan base obviously people love him for a reason and i know he's coming to bring a war that's what it says ready for war and i think the fans are the ones who get to win the most out of all of this because we both don't want to lose we both don't want to back down and uh Yeah, He's a war.
2: I don't I'll tell you what, man. The Diaz brothers are the most unintentional geniuses I've ever seen in my life. But doing that alone is, I never I would never even think of doing that, but that's an awesome move, man. That is uh that gets more views, I guarantee you than if it, they, he, there's nothing he could have said that would get that many views is just get up and leave. What,
0: him, what's the face? he's being complimented the whole time too? Right, yeah. Like, what, I that's... thought this was gonna be shit talking. I'm out of here.
1: No, he's yeah. like, I don't have time for this bullshit. <laughs> oh my! Like that was, uh, and then I guess there was a fight. Did you guys see the fight at the uh, weigh-in or at the? Yeah, I yeah, didn't I see, I couldn't it. see who started it. I couldn't see. I just
2: saw. It was weird because there wasn't a single black guy on the stage. Like it was all white people. And then also when there was a fight going on, there were seven black guys fighting each other, and I was oh, like, Wait, no,
1: no. where did the is black not, guy
2: go this- come from? Go. Look, it's all white people, and they watch. When the fight starts, it's all black people.
1: Poor Rich Chow. Nicest guy in the world, that guy right there. So, okay, so... Everyone's being pretty good now.
0: And then, right...
2: What the fuck? See, look, once the dust clears, there's seven black guys and two white guys. I'm like, wait, where did all the brothers come from? They weren't even on stage. Like,
1: what's going on? (laughs) I can't. I mean, I I hope Nate wins. I hope he gets $20 million. I hope he wins. It just seems like once you lose to these guys in the short term, you make a lot of money, you know, but if you look like... Tyron Woodley and Askren. It's it's hard to get another fighting gig after that. I'll it's tell you just, what, in a perfect world for Nate, he would lose, he would
2: be winning the fight and lose to like a haymaker punch. And then they would do an MMA match where Nate's like, now I'm going to actually kick your ass. And he would make three times the money of this boxing match.
1: But only if he's winning and dominating the match. If he goes out and gets
2: knocked out, everybody's going to be like, oh, he's done. And,
1: but Jake won't do okay. it, but I don't think Nate would do it. I, I mean, I, mean uh, I don't think uh, Jake Paul would. Jake Paul seems to only want to fight when it's like, Perfect case, yeah. Of, sure of to Um yeah. but and then what's, the, what's, five, the, what's the weight conference.
0: difference between them?
1: They both weighed at one eighty-five. Okay, I bet, I bet, I bet walking five.
2: around. I think Nate walks around about 190, 185 to one ninety, and I Jake's got to be walking around two fifteen. So he's probably he's probably twenty-five pounds heavier than him walking around. I would guess. So yeah, because um, yeah, Nate makes one fifty-five, which means he's not getting. Much heavier than 190 and that is heaviest, you know. So, yeah, um, if he's doing it, so yeah, that uh, yeah, but Jake, I think Jake, Jake's obviously on steroids too, so that helps uh, quite a bit too, you know. It uh, I love when people act like steroids don't matter, like, trust me, they make a huge difference, they're awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a wonderful thing. So, I, yeah, I
1: mean, meanwhile, Jake is on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Remember, like, back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> like being on the cover of Sports Illustrated was like Michael Jordan. That's like being on the box of Wheaties
2: or something like it was really a big deal. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Like Dave Winfield, uh, somebody had to do something great to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated. You know, grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. That's right. And there's no better place to get on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book and official partner of Major League Baseball. And guess what, people. New customers in Massachusetts getting in on the action with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at fanduel.com slash Boston. And finally, you can bet on all your favorite sports from the money line to point spreads to player props and more. I love it, okay? so I'm going to bet. I'm going to go on FanDuel. So now, bet on an app that's safe, secure, And super easy to use. Don't miss your chance to get $200 of bonus bets. Win or lose. How great is that? Okay. Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and make every moment more. That's FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. You got to be 21 and older uh, and present in Massachusetts. Okay. Your first online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non withdrawable and bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Help is here. So is hope. Hope and help. Gambling Help Line MA.org or call 1 800 327 5050 for 24 7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSense ma.com, or call 800 GAM 1234 that's fanduel check it out now right now you want to bet that's where you go yeah now jake paul and it's like hey and and they tried to like make it seem like it was uh let me see like, like they they tried to cover for themselves a little bit let me see jake paul si um it was like the social media you know, influ- the influencer edition. I, was, I don't know what it was, but I was like, "Bro, come on!" <laughs> like, yeah, really? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's all, all about money. There's no integrity in
0: magazines anymore. They just want to make money, so they don't give a shit who they put on. Yeah. How I'll many people yes. are buying Sports Illustrated?
1: Nobody, but still, I mean, the fact is, is like, can you can you, can you guys see it?
2: Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Right. The, yeah, it's uh here. The power of water? Yeah, the power list.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: It's like, come on. He's not even the top 500 boxers in his weight class.
0: Like, he's
1: not even the top 1,000. There's probably a 1,000 people in his weight class that can beat him. I would probably say 5,000. There's probably 5,000 boxers in his weight class that can beat him. Maybe even 10,000. Uh, maybe, but yeah, he- it depends on
2: how many. I don't think boxing's as big as it used to be as far as number of people doing it, but I don't think he's like if he goes to the amateurs. Uh, I mean, he might win golden gold. He's winning like if for their like if they're going to amateur Olympic boxers or whatever, the young guys or whatever, he wouldn't, I mean, even have a
1: shot like wouldn't
2: even like, yeah, and there's um, probably
1: there's probably 5,000 boxers that can beat him, no, in his weight class easily.
2: Yeah, I mean I guess because I don't know how many guys are boxing anymore. That's the only thing I wonder. You know what I mean? Like I wonder how many guys are actually somebody asked me one time, we had like six guys from Indiana make it to the UFC in two thousand nine or two thousand ten. And somebody's like, How are so many guys making it from here? I'm like, because there's only a few thousand guys nationwide fighting. You know what I mean? Like that's why uh now that it's so much bigger, you wouldn't you wouldn't have nearly that many from I don't even think there is one from Indiana anymore. You know what I mean? Like it's all, you know, California and stuff, but it's uh yeah, I don't know how many guys there's not really youth boxing, I don't think anymore like it used to be. So I don't know how many uh yeah. I don't know how many guys are boxing anymore. So, But he definitely wouldn't be at the top of the list. There's nothing about him that screams future contender if you see him box, you know?
1: No, I mean, you know, good, good for him making all that money. And I'm like, I'm not hating. I'm not jealous. I, I just, I, I would like to see him fight people that are actually boxers. And then yeah. him making- I mean, Tommy
2: Fury is known as being a joke and he destroyed him. You know what I mean? So it's like, it. Uh, Tommy Fury yeah. like laughed at as far as being a boxer. So
1: Right, it, right, right. Crazy. So yeah. th- this, so this week, uh, uh, tonight there's actually some good fights tonight and good fights tomorrow. Uh, but tomorrow we got Corey Sanhagen, who's like a ninja nerd. I mean, he's like the nerdiest guy. Polite, just a, a, a very like good guy. I, I, I was with him when I was with uh, Henry Cejudo, and we were making fun of the people there at people signing autographs for he was doing at the UFC conference, whatever. And he was next to us. Really nice guy. He has a podcast with Mitch Fattel, who's like one of my favorite comedians. Yeah, yeah. It's just- I didn't know that. That's crazy. Beyond random. Um, so he's fighting Rob Font at 140. Font took it short notice because uh he filled in for somebody. Um should be a good fight. Sean, any any thoughts on this one? I mean, I haven't seen either of them fight enough to really know. I know the names, obviously,
2: and I would know them if I saw them, but yeah, I don't know as far as watching their fights. Some of those little dudes like that, it all kind of becomes the the same guy to me like they're all the same you know they're yeah, all the yeah. they're all the same guy like um who's that guy they just let go they, there's a guy that uh he looked like johnny depp um and when he plays uh captain jack sparrow but they uh dana said it was a mistake to let him go he was a free agent i remember he's a good fighter um but anyway all that to say i get him mixed up with like seven other guys that look just was like it him. was it jared brooks no no um He's not that little. I think he's a hundred and thirty-five-pound fighter. He has long hair. Um, he um I remember Dana specifically said it was a big, like a big mistake, letting him go. He doesn't know why they didn't re-sign him as a mistake, but I can't I can't remember. But yeah, that was all just to say that he like there's like seven or eight fighters that I think are him every time they fight I'm Like, wait, is that that
1: guy? And then yeah,
2: so the little guys I get mixed up with. So San Hagen's so,
1: the guy that like threw that flying knee that knocked out Frankie Edgar. Um, and he's and he's got great, he always like throws a lead flying knee and lands it and just drops Yeah.
0: That's his um, specialty.
1: He's the guy Algemein beat him, but since then he's, he's he's won a lot of fights. San Hagen, he uh he I'll tell you who, who he recently beat. He he lost to uh, Umar no, actually he beat Marlon Vera. Uh he beat Songidan, he beat he lost to Peter Yan. Um he lost to Dillashaw. He beat Edgar, he beat Marlon Moraes, lost to Sterling. He beat Asensial, beat Lineker. I mean, he's beating a lot of guys. Um, yeah, it
2: great. sounds like he's beat a lot of really good guys.
1: And then Rob yeah. Font, on the other hand, he's coming off a, a pretty big win uh, against Adrian Yanez. He knocked out Yanez, uh, which was Yanez, you know, what they were calling. they were. But then he, before that, he lost to Marlon Vera. He lost to Jose Aldo. He beat Cody Garbrandt. So th- this should be a good – this should be a, a, a scrapper. It should, should be a good fight, actually. Um, and then also on the card – is Jessica Andrade versus Tatiana Suarez? Tatiana is a girl who was a national champion in wrestling. Then she got cancer, like in high school, Jesus. and then beat cancer. Then she won the Ultimate Fighter. She was undefeated. How did she
2: beat cancer? What she finished it
0: with? Yeah, she rear naked. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: She she won the Ultimate Fighter. She's undefeated, and then she like tore like both ACLs, like completely Jesus. fucked up. Yeah, so now she's on her way back. Um she's got pretty big wins. She's got wins over Montana de la Rosa her last fight. She beat Nina Amanda Nuñez's wife Nina, Nina Nuñez. She beat Carla Esparza like <laughs> ran through, beat Alexa Grasso. Uh like she hasn't lost. But she's um fighting Jessica Andrade who's like, you yeah. know, a female Vanderlei Silva who just goes out there and just fucking throws crazy punches but then has been on a losing streak. Lost to Janan Jan, lost to Aaron Blanchfeld both by um by submission she beat Lauren Murphy, beat Cynthia Cabillo. who do we like in this fight Bill
0: I mean I like I like Tatiana just because you know she's she's undefeated just because kind of like a, a a journey woman in a way. yeah, she's kind of you know, I just like the idea of someone being undefeated and just running it, running the boards. Yes. And yeah. also they had cancer. Come on. What a beautiful story.
1: Oh, I know. Of yeah. course. A hundred percent. Uh, Sean,
2: I want to see her lose. Cause I don't I don't like anybody that's a wife beater. So, uh, if she beat, <laughs> beat up, uh, what's her name's wife. So yeah, I don't know.
1: No, yeah.
2: she so yeah. wife. Uh, How do
1: they decide who, who, who carries the baby by the way? Like, like, like
0: that's a good question. I don't know
1: because I saw either. a
0: couple. I saw a lesbian couple at the airport, and one was like really pretty, and one was definitely like Butch Dyke leather jacket, like a like you know Ladybirds from the fucking fifties or whatever. And the the Dyke one, the, the Butch one was pregnant, and I was like, that had to be Plan B. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, well, uh, right? they they, they I don't
1: think anyone's. I don't B. think anyone's. They're not getting them. Pre- the guy's not fucking them and getting them pregnant. They're in- but
0: no, they choose, but. I don't think the Butch one with the with the comb in the back pocket is the one choosing to be pregnant. That's got to be the second choice.
1: You don't think right? that maybe she
2: uh,
0: the, the comb in the back pocket. Maybe the girl with the <laughs> with the tool belt. She's not the one who should be pregnant. Let's be honest.
1: Really? You don't think maybe she's? I don't know. She's carrying around all that extra weight,
0: like on the tool belt. So she you she's like,
1: You don't think she's Very maybe dark. more up for the up for the task? She's got a fucking tool belt. Like she's the one that <laughs> could lift more and like do. Y- y- I don't like, like, like with Raquel and Tisha, it was Tisha that, like, and T- uh, Tisha. yeah, I don't know how they decide. I mean, you think it's like a I want to do it?
2: Who was the singer back in the day that decided to pick a dad? And of everybody they picked, it was like David Crosby or somebody, yeah, or that whatever. was uh, come to my list. Etheridge, list. Etheridge, Mr. Etheridge there, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember they were like, yeah, they cho- chose dad of all people. They chose, uh, I was gonna say Bean Crosby, but he may have been a better choice. I don't know. <laughs> David but.
1: So also on this card, Dustin Jacoby, who's a K-1 kickboxer. he I was so annoyed his last fight because he was down two rounds to nothing. And then he hurts the guy in the third. Like, it hurts him. There's like a minute left. He goes for a takedown. And I'm like, bro, you hurt him on the feet. You got a minute left. And everyone was screaming at him. Like, his his own coaches were like, Ugh. uh, So he's fighting um, – <laughs> Uh, Kennedy Nezickwu, I don't know if I butchered that.
0: But... You gotta go with the Nigerians. Really? Why? Nigerians. I mean, look, they're just they're killing it in everything. Yeah. You know, I mean, I how don't... many Nigerians have been chasing each <laughs> other?
1: <laughs> I don't think they're killing each other. That's that's not. Well, well, you haven't been know. to Nigeria? I don't know when Nigerian I
0: gotta... Americans. How about that? All right.
1: I, yeah. I, I gotta. I gotta. I'll just leave it in. Fuck it. All right. So Billy <laughs> Quarantillo, uh, he um he's the guy he lost his last fight. He um he was just killing it. So he he beat Frankie Edgar, he beat uh Anthony. No, no, he beat his last name is Quarantino. Quarantino. Oh Oh no, no, he beat <laughs> so Alex
0: Fernandez. That guy was right at
1: home during the lockdown. He was like, they don't call me Quarantino <laughs> for nothing. He lost to Edson Barboza. That was a crazy one because I think they were expecting him to win. And then Damon Jackson. He's fighting Damon Jackson, who goes by the leech. Damon the leech Jackson. Um, hmm. so, so he stole Brendan Schaub's name. I knew it. Hey. I, knew that, I knew that was coming. <laughs> I, I almost was looking at you
0: waiting. I'm like, okay. Like. Wait, What's the, what's the Brendan Schaub beef? Is
1: there beef between you guys? Or is it oh, it's
0: like on. everyone?
2: Yeah. It. It's been going on for about 15 years. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, the whole thing, I'll give you a quick rundown. The whole thing started as Matt Mitrion hits me up. Hey, I'm fighting Schaub. We're going to talk trash to each other. Nothing's off limits. Here's my Twitter password. I was like, cool. So the first thing I put on there is like, is it me or does Brennan Schaub look like if Adam Sandler had a younger brother with Down syndrome? Like that's my first tweet I put out, right? Yeah. So then, then he says something about Matt's wife cheating on him or something, gets irate about it, like gets really mad because he's a sense of bitch and so matt then throws me under the bus and says i stole his password i hacked his oh account. My God. To so then he starts saying stuff we go back and forth and then uh, i'm at an audition one time uh actually adam showed up later but uh spike tv had had uh, agreed to do some kind of basically a tosh.0 ripoff where you got a comedian yeah. and a fighter do uh, talk about fight videos and uh he comes in and i'm reading with someone else for the audition and i hear him say oh not this dude And I look up mid-audition. I was like, you got something to say with your little Gucci boots, your little gay Gucci boots on or whatever? And then he just looks down and just doesn't say anything, you know, or whatever. So we almost got into it then. And then there's a video out there of of Joe Rogan on his podcast saying how funny I am. And Shab's like, yeah, I heard he's not alive anymore. I think he's dead. Like, he's just always got something to say about me because he can't stand it that he's not funny. So I've been terrorizing him for years on Twitter, (laughs) just like when when the whole thing started over at – Area. I said that uh, Trump said if they didn't back off, you know, like he was going to send Brendan Schaub to bomb, like on a comedy tour, he was going to bomb their entire country, you know, <laughs> 10 city tour and just on and on. And so uh, I was trying to basically just build a following off of him, uh, kind of like Cale did when he went after uh, Andrew Silva, except he's smart enough. That's the only thing he's smart on. is smart enough not to say anything back to me. So it's like it's just a one sided uh, me destroying him <laughs> all the time. So, oh, well. <laughs>
1: And I tell, I, I, tell I tell Sean, dude, you're beyond hilarious. You're the funniest person I know. Do your own thing. Like, fuck the, who cares? Like <laughs> it, it just turned out that my thing is trashing Brendan Schaub, though. That's <laughs> my that's
2: what I love the most. <laughs> I All
1: always they right.
2: do what you love.
1: So Cody Durden, who's a hilarious guy, he's a nice guy. He's got a hot wife, by the way. Fucking way like hotter than he looks. Um, he's fighting uh he was a guy that when he beat the guy from China, he goes, I wanted to send him back to China. And everyone got mad at him. So
0: <laughs>
2: would they rather him send him somewhere else? Like I don't
0: Yeah, what if he was from the Bahamas? I want to send him back to the Bahamas. I'd be like, How dare uh, you? The Bahamas. Right, it right. So
1: now he's fighting a guy from England. Uh he's talking all kinds of shit to this guy, Jack Hadley from England. So I don't know. And then uh Kyler Phillips is uh is fighting the Matrix Kyler Phillips. He's a uh, he's actually He's an underrated fighter. The dude it's actually the, the whole card is, is pretty good. Uh tonight, Bubba Jenkins fights. If he wins one more fight, he gets a million dollars. Uh if he wins two more fights, he's got two more fights in the PFL. And then he's got a fight. And Chris Wade, who beat him, who he beat, who now Bubba now calls Karen Wade. Uh <laughs> they they could fight in the in the uh in the finals, which would be which would be kind of cool. They keep um, him pretty busy, don't they? Seems like he fights a lot, man. Who's yeah. that? Bubba? Bubba, seems like he fights
2: a lot like I don't maybe it's just cuz you mentioned it and I remembered on here but it seems No, like just
1: he... cuz it's that PFL tournament. You know like oh, yeah. he's been winning. So uh what's uh I guess Jake Paul's client, I don't know if he was a client, Jamaal Hill. Uh he called Ariel Hawani a snake and a bitch after Hawani's interview with Jerry. So yeah, so this guy who who was a champion um Jamahal Hill, but then he remember he like beat Glover, but then they said he could he didn't defend it. So the so he uh he called Hawani out for using dirty, sneaky tactics. Allegedly he wasn't just another dumb fighter. Hawani won't run verbal circles around him. And he did not mince words. He then said, uh what did he say about Ariel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's very mad at, at Ariel Hawani. Uh he goes, um, he goes. You keep disrespecting me and my name. I'm gonna come see about you. Eventually, some point, we're gonna be in the same room. Um, he goes, Ariel. What you do You do? You did, bro. I don't fuck with you at all. You a snake. I think you're really a bitch, bro. You weak and you're pathetic too. Um, Ari- Ariel responded saying, uh, "I don't know what this is about. Please come on my podcast and talk about it." <laughs>
0: so,
1: yeah. <laughs> I Yo, what is like it
0: about? about? Do you know?
2: I think it's. I like the thing. I like is that we all have to pretend like his name's not supposed to be Jamal Hill and his parents just spelled it wrong, like on the birth certificate. Oh. Okay, so now we got to call him Jamal because <laughs> they, they spelled oh, it is wrong. It, it, like is, my, it,
1: it is Jamal. It's Jamal. Yeah. I have a, I had a. I
2: had a uh, college basketball teammate named Devon, and his name was D V O N. That was Devon. <laughs> Um, and uh, he's like, no, man, that's a that's the way they want to spell it. I'm like, I, I bet it is. That's mm-hmm. probably exactly how they they meant oh, for it to man. be. Uh, when they spelled it. So. <laughs> but, uh, but it's Jamal Hill. They just threw an extra H in there on, a,
1: on an X and uh on think. But do we know
0: why he hates a- Ariel?
1: Ariel interviewed, and they talked about his, his. way. I guess he pulled out of the fight against Jerry. and I and I, he said maybe he did it because he was not he was too heavy or something or I don't know. It's, just, it's the whole thing seems very, very strange. It doesn't take
2: much for it, for Ariel to get on your nerves. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. He, uh yeah, he can push it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I better find out he changed his number. I told you, you know, I've been trying to get a hold of him for like weeks now. And, uh, I like to take credit for Ariel's career. When he first went at my first UFC fight, he interviewed Dana White and it got 600 views and my interview got 50,000. Like, you know uh, what I mean? So I was like the one that kind of broke him as far as anybody knowing who he was. And then uh, he got a little too big for his bridges when he got a job with the SPN and thought he could not return my texts and stuff. So I told him one time if he didn't return another one of my texts, I was going to come smack him, like, at his studio. And then <laughs> he hit me right back. And then uh, I think he's changed his number now, though, because it just goes to uh, green, like, uh, you know, iPhones are supposed to be blue. If it gets sent yeah. through, it just turns yeah, yeah, green. Yeah, yeah. So I've had three people tell me he changed his uh, number, but I'm just – I'm holding it against him anyway.
0: So,
1: so Mark Zuckerberg's wife is mad because he built an octagon in his front yard. Um <laughs> so I mean first of all that Well, she
2: did pay for it I'm sure so I can understand why <laughs> she didn't. yeah exactly
1: yeah what he would be worried about yeah he
2: I mean it, is, it isn't like he's paying the bills
1: so yeah. and then uh but also like but that 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 threads thing he started that was gonna like take down Twitter it's lost th- it started with 50 million it's down to 20 million. it lost 30 million in one week oh Jesus my, maybe the guy who started shouldn't be having octagon fucking fights in his front yard. And uh, it's like the, all these guys who were like nerds their whole life, always wanted to be jocks. And now they're like, oh, I could be a jock now because I could buy my way into a sport. But it's like, bro, it's like, at a certain point, you missed it. You know, you you missed it. They do, They become
2: tech geniuses or cops. It seems like to me like that's the two things that they uh, tend to yes. uh, be drawn to. Like most cops I know, unfortunately, are guys that were bullied in high school, and that's why they're addicted to people when they pull them over. Not all, but there are a lot of them like that. Or they yeah. were bully- or they were bullies in high school. Yeah, including my cousin that's a cop. He's the, He was always a nerd in high school, bullied, and now he's paying everybody back for bullying him all the time. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. Now, and- is Mark Zuckerberg, is he really fighting uh, Elon Musk? Is that really happening, or is that just a rumor?
2: They say it's going to happen, um, Dude, I'll, I'll bet anyone a million. I'll bet my entire net worth, everything I have, that fight does not happen. Those guys are not. I agree. It's, that's the craziest. They might grapple or something, but even then, I don't think there's any chance. If you're Elon Musk, I don't think you can afford to take any shots to the head, man. Like, there's something wrong with his brain to begin with to be as smart as he is. So, he might get brain damage and be as smart as we are, and his whole life would be ruined. So, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And But plus, Zuckerberg wins. That's the problem yeah that's how yeah. yeah like no, nobody's gonna be rooting for, for zuckerberg in that fight like everyone's <laughs> gonna be rooting for elon musk i mean i am i'm gonna be on musk
2: um, maybe it would be awesome to see the first alien fight the first robot like in history
0: or whatever because i think <laughs> yeah uh, exactly
2: i think i think zuckerberg uh have you seen how they talk about how he drinks water like a robot like there's some there's some thing they made i don't know on online they made a video clip mashup of him drinking water <laughs> but he uh i don't know the water the robots drink water but that was the whole he just drinks water yeah. weird so,
0: uh, i love it. there's gonna be an autistic boxing league with these guys
2: right yeah <laughs> yeah golly but wouldn't that be amazing if they did fight though like if they would they would sell for sure just because oh, for uh, sure yeah
1: yeah but th- then it's got to be like and, and enough is i don't know is that really going to be a good fight it's only going to be a good fight when they put people that have never fought before ever like people that have never even trained Cause they're both going to train, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you know? so
2: I mean, it is fun to watch guys that don't, that don't know how to fight, but have a lot of heart. That's the best fights in the world to watch. You know what I mean? The guys that won't quit. I told you, I think I told you before I refed a fight one time where the guys were cussing each other out as they were fighting and they didn't, they had no skill, no ability and no reason to hate each other, but they, they were both drunk. Like you smell alcohol, both of them, but I'm like, I'm, I'm refing in a ring and these guys are like, you son of a bitch. And then there's a fight in the crowd. So everybody, including them, stops fighting and is watching the fight in the crowd during their <laughs> match.
1: Like we had to restart them.
2: them in the same position.
1: Including you them. Including that? them yeah, yeah, the
2: two fighters stopped. Yeah, they stopped and got, got them watching the fight in the crowd. Because there was some Samoan guy came out of nowhere and hit somebody with like a walkie-talkie. And they didn't even have security there. <laughs> so I don't know how he had a walkie-talkie or why. But uh, there's a video it somewhere he comes in and hits somebody with a walkie-talkie in the head. And then they started fighting in the crowd and uh, the two guys yeah stopped there in the fight and watching and then i had to restart them in whatever position they were in and i was like you guys get back whatever position you were in and a guy locks in a rear the guy that was giving up the rear naked choke look like chuck norris like if he was a crackhead like yeah. a crackhead chuck norris and the other guy locks up a rear naked choke i said are you okay with that position because i want to go home and it's one of the last fights of the night i said you okay with that position he's like hell yeah let's do it <laughs> and I told the other guy, "Could you be ready with that position?" He's like, "Yeah." I said, "Go!" And he immediately choked the guy, completely unconscious, like in two uh, seconds. Like he went out, and that was the end of that fight. And then everybody. By the way, was talking of
1: Samoans, you know that Yokozuna wasn't even from Japan.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I I, <laughs> so, I, I, I watched the um, the dark side of the ring. of Yokozuna. He was, he went to like Los Angeles High School. He was like right. South Central. <laughs> He was Samoan, but there was there was eight other Samoans. So then they're like, oh, make them Japanese. So he starts throwing rice right. in the crowd, <laughs> As most Japanese people do. Like, that's everything. I, I used to
2: love, we talked about before, I love how, uh, it was kind of like how the UFC is now. Like, uh, I love the WWE guys whose gimmick was they had another job. Like, IRS was an IRS agent and a pro wrestler. <laughs> and then, like, uh You got like, I'm trying to think of who else, like everybody, the people that had a
1: regular job, like
2: they were pro wrestler and they had a regular job. uh, as a gimmick.
1: They uh, made the guy, so like, they didn't like uh, Dusty Rhodes. He was the American dream. So they uh, made, I think it was the one man gang, the the African dream. He was
2: white. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he changed his name to... to
1: Hakeem. Hakeem, the African dream. The guy's not even like a white guy, like from Pittsburgh. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs>
2: oh, Vince man's such a genius, man. He's awesome.
1: Dude, I was. Oh my god. Yeah. They, I'll send you this thing of like ten. It was like the ten worst gimmicks in, in WWE history. You know. Oh, God, God. Some of them are funny. I, I mean, some. some Val of them, Venus was awesome. Val. Vian- like I love that. I love that Val
2: Venis had to do porn on the side to make, to make ends meet. <laughs> I met him in person, dude. He is so unlike his character. You cannot even imagine it. Um, he told me, I probably shouldn't say this but I'll tell you anyway. He, uh, he was like, yeah, I'm just getting over a real bad pill addiction, man. I was like, are you? And he was like, yeah, man, I was up to taking like four Percocets a day. And I was like, golly, man, I don't know how you, I don't know how you got over that. But, uh, yeah, like most people that have a problem are taking 20, 30, but, uh, yeah, he told me he yeah, but he's the nicest, unlike Val Venis guy you'll ever meet in your life. Like it I, he was nothing like I thought he would be. It was kind of disappointing, yeah. actually. That's like George Animal Steele was a school teacher. Right. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> Them guys are uh Wait, I heard he's I'll a de- I heard
1: he was a dentist. Someone said he's a dentist.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. Wait, wasn't there a dentist? Wasn't there a dentist WWE character already? Yeah, that was a de- Yeah, no, that that was Kane. He became Kane. It was like- <laughs> yeah, he was a dentist. Yeah, yeah, he was a dentist before, and he wasn't like a very like nice dentist. Like he, I think what happened is Vince McMahon. I think he would like get mad at a dentist he went to, and be like, yeah. "I'm going to base a character on that son of a bitch." And then same thing, like the IRS was after him. I'm going to make
1: a character named IRS. Like he always, uh, <laughs> yeah, he was no, always that, it characters. was the funniest. Like well, my my buddy Chuck Palumbo, for first he was like he was the um they made him the the gay character. he he, he got married. And then All like right. a week later he comes back as FBI, full-blooded Italian. He was a mobster. <laughs> but like, like nobody re- nobody remembered that like the week before <laughs> he, was
2: he, was, he was gay.
1: Yeah.
2: It's, like, uh, it's kind of like Bruce Buffer, how nobody remembers each week after that he's gay.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly for legal purposes. Allegedly.
1: <laughs> allegedly.
2: Yeah. Mostly alleged by me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anyway, you guys are great. I uh, love you guys. Have a great weekend. Uh, <laughs> See you guys. Uh, right. you, man. See you, man.